All right. Hey, everybody. It's Still Sober with John Rabin. Year 10, week 37 of sobriety. I hope uh, you're hanging in there. Hope everything's going all right. Um, as long as you're not reading the news. The news is shit, as always. But when you go out in the real world, uh, I hope it's pleasant interactions with other people. I've found that if you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. Got to say it every week. I've found that face-to-face interactions with people seem to be fine. Um, on the internet is a um, flaming tire fire, uh, a garbage fire cesspool of uh, regret and um, hostility. And I don't know this, but um, my wife tells me this. And she's just like, she's just, uh, you know, Reddit is garbage. I'm like, I, I could have told you that, but like worse than normal right now. But um, in the real world, interactions with people have seemed fine. I haven't had a problem. Um, now, in the car, that's a completely different story. People uh, drive like shit. It's, and I, I know I constantly come on here and have some new thing that I wish people would do, like the whole use your blinkers, pull into the intersection if you're going to turn left, et cetera, et cetera. But just even with uh, increased police presence, it still seems to me that because uh, we're dealing here in Austin, Texas, we're dealing with the uh, um, DPS officers are actually assisting and traffic stops in the city because of the shortage of APD. Um, But that doesn't seem to deter the people uh, around me from driving like goddamn maniacs. And everybody appears hostile. So I I don't know if that's their true selves, if everybody's on edge and hostile. Uh, You know... In reality, let so once they get in their car, they let it out and they hate everyone, and then they're just cowards in person and put on a nice face. Or if it's just if it's just one of those things where if you're dealing with somebody face to face, the empathy kicks in, and you're like, oh, this person doesn't seem like a, a piece of shit. Versus when you're in a car, that same person could be in a uh, goddamn odyssey minivan driving like a douchebag and you're just like why i i i hope you hit something and um and then that causes you money like you just wish things on people that you normally wouldn't but uh, that's that's just the way it is anyway what i'm saying is i hope your interactions with real people are pleasant this week as you um, wind down. Uh, we get into what is it? Middle middle of May, almost. We're just now starting May. Fine. Um, get through this month and then um, start enjoying your summer and the uh, extreme heat in the warehouse. We are dealing with a fly and gnat infestation, and that's fun. 
But I can't wait because as soon as they're gone, the mosquitoes come in. And that's when the real fun will start. Now, I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to bring it up again because it's relevant to something that happened. Um, sometime around 2000, I think it was 2005, I decided I was hit. I I was behind in payments to, I was, I was about to get behind in, pay, in a credit card payment because I was no longer working for... Um, for Apple Computer, with my uh, salary job, um, my uh, severance when they dissolved that that department, and then I got a severance package, and it was a a very pleasant severance package that allowed me to just coast for a while. Then it all ran out, and I was getting behind on the credit card that I had. Now, I had going a mortgage I was paying for because I got the house in the divorce. I got a bank one credit card in the divorce because it had the higher amount of money on it. Um, and I opened up a credit line with the bank I was banking with of $6,000 to pull money out to do a payout for the divorce. That was like two years prior. So I had these going on. I was paying minimal on all of that and everything was going fine. And then I started hitting kind of like a budgeting thing. I couldn't, uh, I wasn't having some, because I, I had people living, uh, roommates in the house, but I was so far up north, I couldn't get anybody to live there. It's not north now. Now people would, you know, fucking jump at what? I can have my own room and only pay $400 a month. But, you know, back then, people were like, no, it's too far to drive. I want to go downtown and drink. And I'm like, I hear you. So do I. Um, that's why I have the DWIs. So I just, so I wasn't, I didn't have a roommate. So I didn't have that extra money coming in. And I was like, shit, well, what do I do? So I contacted Bank One and I asked, can I skip a payment this month? And, um, uh, I don't know, put it at the back <laughs> and we'll just keep going. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, I'll never speak to you again. And I hung up and I was sitting there and I had asked friends of mine, what happens if you decide, what happens if you just stop paying on a house? And I'm like, well, you can't do that. And I'm like, why not? Well, they'll foreclose on it and take your house. Okay. But this house is uh, uh, falling apart and there's uh, termites I've discovered um, and a lot of other things. And uh, I'm kind of tired of living here and I want to go get an apartment somewhere. What if I just don't pay it for a while? Well, they come at, I mean, oh, the, you know, your credit will be ruined. Well, what if I don't care about my credit? Oh, you can't do that. Well... I didn't listen to them. And so I left while I still had good credit and I had good rental history, i.e. I was a homeowner. So I got an apartment. I waited. I waited for two months. 
um, before, you know, and didn't pay on any of my bills. And then got an apartment and I ducked out and changed my phone number and didn't do the uh, change of address through the post office. I just, whoop, I, went, I left. Now, since then, and then I just, you know, nobody ever called me because I got a new number. Now, since then, the bank that I opened up the $6,000 credit line with is Wells Fargo. Bank One was acquired by J.P. Morgan and Chase. Washington Mutual, which I had the mortgage with after their little snafus with the real estate mortgage crisis shit that was going down, they also got acquired by J.P. Morgan and Chase. If you want to check out more about J.P. Morgan and Chase and why they're kind of assholes, you can even just look at their Wikipedia article, I swear. So essentially, I fucked over Wells Fargo, who has done a lot of shady shit, and J.P. Morgan and Chase. I ducked out, and I never got a call, never got a, a note about it, and... It doesn't matter if you never try to file for a credit. And I thought that I had never gotten a credit card since then. But I learned that I had for completely forgotten about this because just recently I got a phone call and I was thinking it was somebody else. I, we, had, we went to a spa this weekend. I'll get to that in a second. We, so I thought that they were calling for to confirm my reservation and everything else. And it wasn't. It was a collection agent and not just anyone, a very, very redneck woman. She sounded like a character from Justified, which takes place in Kentucky and they do their casting well. So if you've ever seen an episode of Justified, imagine that that character, everybody but Raylan Givens, if, if anybody else, like one of the ancillary characters. If one of them was calling you, that's what it sounded like. All right, just imagine that. And she informed me that I owed money for a Capital One credit card. And I currently have a Capital One credit card so I was like, no. And she's like, this is when the date is. So she's calling me about a credit card that I opened in 2008 that closed in 2010, which is crazy that it took them two years to close a credit card that I opened. And I finally, re and I remembered it. I was like, oh yeah, my girlfriend and I, who were both doing heroin at the time, got the idea that Capital One was just giving out these low level credit cards to college, to anybody. And I'm like, well, they wouldn't take me. No, they did. And then they gave me a $500 credit limit, which I immediately racked up for drug money. And, and then never thought of again. Well, 13 years later, 15 years later, really, but like since it closed, 13 years after it closed, this hillbilly is trying to see if I, they're like offering me a, a settlement of $243 
you can get this taken off your record. What record? It's been 13 years. There's a four-year statute of limitations on debt in Texas. Four. Credit, a credit score, like they can't go back, what, seven years, five years, something like that? It's horseshit. And that's the crazy part. All that stuff I ducked out years ago. We're talking what? Uh, like close to $150,000 for the house, ten grand for the credit card, $6,000 for the credit line. And not to mention what I did with T-Mobile and, uh, and Time Warner Cable at the time. But this, this is what you're, this is the hill you're going to die on. This is the one that you found. You did the research to find my new phone number and you contacted me to let me know 13 years later that I have a chance to make it right with a capital one. What kind of low rent bullshit collection agent gives, I almost felt sorry for the person calling me, except that she was kind of a, kind of a cunt. So, hey, first time I've used the C word on this uh, podcast in a, in a, or in a while, right? But, um, but I kind of felt sorry for her because I'm like, what kind of shitty boss do you have that this is the lead? These are the leads that, you, that you're given? Me, 13 years later, if I haven't paid you anything in 13 years, if I didn't pay Capital One or anybody for 13 years, why the fuck would I pay you? These are not the Glengarry leads, apparently. They are getting the bottom of the barrel, and that's embarrassing. It's sad. I felt sad. I was like, wow, you guys suck. This is sad. Am I the first person that's actually answered the phone? Because, you know, because I know Gen Z and millennials have debt that collection agents are probably would jump all over. But those generations don't answer the fucking phone. The only people that answer the phone are probably my age and older. So it's like, so the only possible way to make money as a collection agent is to find a uh, boomer and guilt a boomer into making, you know, into being uh, ethical. Or maybe somebody, maybe finding a Gen X person who's in recovery. Maybe that's the, you know, who's like in their, they're, they're working step nine uh, and they're trying to make amends. Maybe that's the sweet spot. You catch a, a, a Gen X person making amends and you get them to pay you off. That's the sweet spot. Just trying to hit that person. Well, I am in recovery. True. But I wasn't, I'm not working the steps. And even if I was working the steps on my step eight, when I listed everybody, you know who I didn't list? Capital One. I wouldn't list Capital One. I wouldn't list Wells Fargo. I wouldn't list JP Morgan and Chase. Absolutely not. As I've mentioned before, I did more damage to big banks than everybody at Occupy Wall Street who played hacky sack in a park 
and played like the opening to Wish You Were Here from Pink Floyd on the guitar because that's the only part of Pink Floyd that they learned. And they just keep repeating that thing, down, 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 just over and over and over again because they suck. I did more damage than they did. If everybody in that park had done what I did, they could have made a difference. But that requires fucking up your own credit instead of, you know, taking mom and dad's money and going, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to buy a tent. Anyway, that's what happened. Um, I don't remember how it ended. I think I ended up calling, him a fu- calling her a fucking idiot and hanging up the phone. But um, that's interesting. I've never seen, I've never heard of that before. 13 years later, kind of shitty debt. $500 13 years later. I, and they probably just acquired that debt. Man, pennies. They probably paid pennies for it because they bought it from somebody else. How many debt collectors did that lead go through? I wonder. Has to be at least be half a dozen to a dozen, right? Gotta be. Anyway, what I did this weekend is I'm going out of town this coming weekend, which is Mother's Day, and I'm going to be busy. I'm going to actually be driving home, driving back from, I'm going to Houston, um, and I'm going to be driving back. And since I'm not, since I wasn't going to be able to see my mother on Mother's Day, instead, we took... My wife and I took my mom to a spa this weekend, this Saturday, and it was one of these uh, one of these deals where you pay for a service, and then that gives you access to the spa, to all the other amenities, like the like a day pass. You get that stuff because you booked a service with them. So, my mom got a massage, my wife got a haircut, and they just, we just booked me. I got a haircut, even though I didn't need one. So they just kind of took a electric razor and just kind of shaved it down a little bit, just a, and a little bit off the top in there. And she goes, would you like a, you know, just a, a guard, put a guard on one and a half and just like, let's go all over your head. There you go. That's a haircut. That uh, took about five minutes. Would you, uh, would you like me to shampoo your hair? My head? You'd like me to shampoo my head? Sure, why not? Kind of like a massage on the a scalp massage, and that was fine. But that's not the that that wasn't what was cool. Getting that got me into the spa, which was a segregated spa, uh, male male and female, not by race, and at least that I that I know of. I mean, I was near Bastrop. We never who knows, but. This particular one, from what the sign says, it was segregated by male and female. So I had the male. So on the male side, they had a lounging area, and then they, they had a steam room, sauna, pool, all this stuff. So I did a sauna for like a half an hour, like, and then basically after that drank a variety of beverages while I laid around in a robe and watched uh, 
F1 and Kentucky Derby coverage on TV alone because guys don't go to go to spas. So there was nobody there. My wife said it was it was kind of busy on the other side, but not on the men's side. Nobody. I was the only guy there until the very end when I was leaving. A couple of guys came in, so I'm like, "Oh, sorry to sorry I missed you, buddies." So I, uh, it was absolutely what I needed, dude. That's I think I may have enjoyed the sauna more, the uh, the spa more than my mom or my wife. Just because the whole sauna, I'm like, man, I really should take advantage of a sauna more often because that is the shit. I get it now. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. There's got to be a cheap way to use a sauna like once, like like every other Saturday or something. I'm sure. But it requires a membership somewhere. And they rake you with the coals. I just canceled a gym membership that I used three times. You know, I just like everybody else, I'm like, no, I'm going to be different. I was not. I had to cancel that. But man, that was like a mini vacation. I just a sauna and then lay around in a robe. That's, that's the best with nobody around. With nobody around, that's that's the the ticket. There, it's like nobody to bother you. Do whatever the fuck you want. It was great. So I had a great weekend, which is good because this week is going to be trying um, at work. But then I go away for a little mini vacation to to Houston. You're like, what the fuck's in Houston? I got things. There's a there's there's some stuff going on. It's, it's not interesting. It's just, just know that it's not, I'm not going to, you know, it's like, let's go to Houston and as a tourist. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, stillsoberpod at gmail.com uh, for any questions or comments that are positive to neutral. Um, so that's, that's about it. I, uh, I'll keep you updated uh, if any, anything crazy happens this weekend, but uh Nothing, uh, nothing that I can think of more than that I wanted to talk about. Mm. No, just the thirteen-year-old debt and uh, and so, and a spa trip, spa spa day, and the thirteen-year-old debt. That's um, that's the screenplay name. Oh, good luck with the writer strike, everybody. Um, I don't know why they had to tell us. It's like, what what are we gonna do? Appreciate it. Uh, it's good, good luck with all that. I don't know. All right. That's enough. Talk to you next week. Later. Get away, get away